Good morning, everyone, and thank you all very much for turning up this wintry morning to here at Mulhelvy Church for worship this morning, and a special welcome to Ian Groves, who's going to lead us in our worship, and thanks very much to Ian for giving up his time and preparing for leading us today in our worship. I don't know if you know Ian, but Ian was minister at Inverurie West, and he retired about five, six years ago, and very soon after his retirement, he was called to do supply work here. So we're very pleased that you've returned. Thank you, Ian. Uh, the usual procedures are in place. Uh, there's an offering plate here when you leave the church, which will be at this vestry door. And uh, today we are having refreshments after the service over in the Forsyth Hall. They started up last week and uh, very successful, slightly different to what they were before, but very comfortable and cosy, and it was lovely to meet and uh, have a chat. So feel free to join us for refreshments in the Forsyth Hall, and thanks to Anne Christie and Marion Reed for getting that put in place again. One other announcement, and that comes from the group, the group uh, which has been the uh, tidying up and uh, helping improve the area around the new annex. You know, the border and the area around behind and to the side of the annex. And they would like to, first of all, thank all those who, two weeks ago, donated plants and bulbs for the border just over beside at the car park, and also for those people who helped to plant and uh, do some weeding as well. <coughs> That's not the end of it, however, because there's still a lot more to do, and the next session is tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, and there's more room for plants, so if you have any plants that you would like to donate, then bring them along tomorrow at 10 o'clock, and if you want to stay and do some weeding and pruning and other gardening things, by all means stay, but you need to bring your own tools. And that's all weather permitting. But my smartphone this morning says it's going to be a wonderfully sunny day tomorrow morning. So we'll hope to see you there. That's all the announcements. I'll hand you over now to Ian. Thank you, Ian.
Good morning. Alan, thank you for your welcome. It's lovely to be with you again here in Belhelvi. And it's a pleasure to do supply, and it's a special pleasure at the moment to do supply because it means I don't have to wear a mask in church. I'm sorry about that, but I'll put it on as soon as we're out the building. Come, let us praise the Lord. Let us sing to, for joy to God who protects us. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and sing joyful songs of praise. Let's worship God together as we sing hymn number 184, Sing to the Lord a Joyful Song.
let us come together before God in prayer. Let us pray together. So here we are, Lord, your people. Come to worship. Come to make space in our lives to open ourselves to your leading. Open ourselves to your love. So here we are, Lord, your people, singing the words of hymns, sharing the words of prayer, listening to the words of faith, seeking to make sense of our lives. Yes, here we are, Lord, your people, with minds full of thoughts, thoughts full of what we must do, where we need to go, what we have not done, and where we would like to be. Here we are, Lord, ready. But ready for what? Ready to admit our weaknesses? Ready to change who we are? Ready, ready to confess our wrongdoing? Forgiving God, we come before you today acknowledging all that we are. Recognizing that our lives are a, a mixture of peace and upset, of selfishness and selflessness, a mixture of faith and doubt. But we recognize too the promise of your love, your forgiveness, and your peace. And so with humility, we come before you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Here we are, Lord, waiting to see where we go from here, willing to see what your love means for us, wondering if this hour will make any difference to our lives. Here we are, Lord, receptive to your word of love, eager to discover again the way of Christ, open to the leading of your Holy Spirit. So yes, here we are, your people, come to worship, come to make space in our lives, come to open ourselves again to your leading in love. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Now Meg's going to come and read for us this morning from the Old and the New Testament. The Old Testament reading is from Psalm 34, verses 1 to 8, in praise of God's goodness. I will always thank the Lord. I will never stop praising him. I will praise him for what he has done. May all who are oppressed listen and be glad. Proclaim with me the Lord's greatness. Let us praise his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. 
He freed me from all my fears. The oppressed look to him and are glad. They will never be disappointed. The helpless call to him and he answers. He saves them from all their troubles. His angel guards those who honor the Lord and rescues them from danger. Find out for yourself how glad the Lord is. How happy are those who find safety with him. And the New Testament reading is from Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. Jesus, hind, hel, sorry, Jesus heals blind Bartimaeus. They came to Jericho, and as Jesus was leaving with his disciples and a large crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, take pity on me. Many of the people scolded him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted even more loudly, Son of David, take pity on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Get up, he is calling you. He threw off his cloak, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. Teacher, the blind man answered, I want to see again. Go, Jesus told him. Your faith has made you well. At once he was able to see and followed Jesus on the road. Amen. Thank you, Meg. We sing together now hymn number 189, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. This is a reflective song. I suggest we remain seated as we sing it through and reflect on the words at the same time. Be still for the presence of the Lord.
I thought I would begin our thinking this morning with an easy question. What is faith? Yes, well, it's a question. But an easy one? I don't think so. Partly because to each of us, faith may well mean different things. We might say to someone, I have every faith in you, because we know that they are what they are capable of. And the interesting thing is, we are most likely to say that to someone who is about to do something challenging in their lives. We see it as a form of encouragement. Then again, we might look at faith in religious terms and think of some of the biblical references to faith. With faith, we are told in Matthew's Gospel, we can move mountains. It's metaphorical writing, of course, meaning that with faith in Jesus and so the love of God for us, we will find we can do all kinds of challenging things, things that we never expected to be able to do. And then we think, well, what can I do? Maybe my faith is not strong enough. When we are faced with a healing story in the Bible, as we are today, we're apt to ask, well, how come our faith doesn't overcome or remove our disabilities, our ailments? Maybe our faith is not strong enough. Throughout the Gospels, we find Jesus encountering people who think they are not strong enough or good enough or of any importance, and he reminds them otherwise. He reminds them that whoever they are, they are held within the love of God. Today we heard of Jesus meeting blind Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus, we are told, is sitting by the roadside wrapped in a cloak. It's a classic beggar's pose, and that is probably what he was. As a blind man, he would have been placed outside the normal society. He would not have been able to work. So he would have had no income and no benefit system to fall back on. Just the odd coin or piece of food left by a passerby. Furthermore, there may well have been rejection of him by others because there was often at the time an association made between disability and punishment by God, a belief that someone who was, for example, blind must have offended God at some point, hence the disability. So Bartimaeus is on the outside. It's a curious little passage, this, stuck as it is in the middle of in Mark's gospel, between the account of James and John asking Jesus if they can be his lead disciples, and the account of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, which we usually reflect on on Palm Sunday. So why is this dropped in the middle there? Why did the gospel writer add this account of Bartimaeus in between these two other accounts? We are also given some specific details in this healing event. That's not always the case when you look at the healing stories in the Gospels. But we are here. 
We're given the blind man's name. That gives him an identity. But we are also given his father's name. That gives him a heritage. And then again, we are told exactly where this occurred. It's in the town of Jericho. That gives the story a geographical setting. Why all this information? This is the gospel writer telling us that this happened. This meeting of Jesus and Bartimaeus occurred. This person, this actual individual in this actual town, this meeting occurred. He's placing the event. And through it all, he seeks to demonstrate the importance of faith. Not that Bartimaeus displayed any great manifestations of faith. There he is, sitting by the roadside, blind. Can't see a thing, but as often with people who have lost their sight, the hearing becomes more acute. So Bartimaeus is aware of a free song in the crowd, an excitement in the crowd. Something's going on. Something important is going on. Listening to the people speak, he becomes aware that the center of attention is Jesus. And presumably that means something to him. Maybe he's heard the chatter around him that this man is moving around the countryside, preaching about the love of God for all. So he cries out, Jesus, son of David, it's an interesting addition onto Jesus' name. Jesus, son of David. Jesus, take pity on me. Such is his status in the community that he's told to shut up. Just sit there and be quiet. Be blind. Sit there. Be quiet. But he persists until Jesus hears him and calls him over. Then again, like many of the healing stories in the Gospels, there's no long drawn-out drama Bartimaeus is not asked to make any statement of faith. He's not asked to pass this test or that test. Jesus asks nothing about what Bartimaeus might or might not have done in the past. He simply says, your faith has made you well. Now go. And for Bartimaeus, that would have meant a restoration into society. With sight, he could move from the roadside into the community. With sight, he could work and so provide for himself and his family. But above all, but above all that, he would have had the sign of restoration into the love of God. But of course, like all these gospel accounts, the writer is trying to make another point. It's not just about Bartimaeus. It's not just about him coming back into society. There's something else in the gospel writing. There always is. This is not, this is not just about Bartimaeus. This is about the identity of Jesus. This is about Jesus heading towards Jerusalem in the final period of his life on earth. And the gospel writer wants his readers to know exactly who Jesus is and what he is about. That's why that tag on to Jesus, son of David, it's got meaning. It's got a whole bit of baggage behind it and with it. 
In other words, or in the words of the writer and in the actions within the story, Jesus is being revealed for who he is. His true identity is being unveiled so that people then and now might, rather like a blind person seeing for the first time, see the love of God revealed in a new way and so discover new possibilities. Discover the love of God revealed in this man, this Jesus, and discover what that might mean for individual lives. So is that perhaps what faith should be about for us? Recognizing the love of God revealed in a new way, and so then discovering the possibilities for our lives. I said before that faith will mean different things for each of us. And it seems to me that faith is not something that comes out of the blue. And maybe it's out of experience. It's maybe not even out of the words of another. It's maybe just how we begin to gather life and our experiences of life, discover life. Sure, the words of another may offer us insight and even challenges. The actions of another might show us what faith is like, but ultimately our faith is our faith. And we cannot come to that faith on the coattails of another. We have to discover for ourselves. And that's what Jesus was about. That's why he made so many contact with individuals and spoke to them and showed them, demonstrated them what the love of God was all about for them. That's what Jesus invites his followers to recognize. Firstly, that the forgiving love of God is given and offered to all. And secondly, he seeks to empower people to recognize their ability to share that love of God, that forgiveness of God, in their ordinary lives. That was perhaps the most strident part of Jesus' preaching. He reminded the people that the love of God was not dependent on them following a set of rules which they may or may not be able to follow. He told them simply, and using that word, he told them, the love of God is with you. Now go. And this is the really important bit. He said, go and live as if you know that. The love of God is with you. Now, said Jesus, go and live as if you know that. And so maybe that is what faith needs to be about for us. We need, like the psalmist suggests, to taste and see that the Lord is good. We need to recognize that the love of God is there for us. And we need to recognize that empowered by that forgiving, accepting love, we too can go and live lives that we maybe never thought we could. Lives that offer forgiveness where we feel we have been wronged. Live lives taking time to offer our real compassion to one another. Compassion to those who are faced with the greatest challenges in life. Live lives offering hope to those who are blind to the rainbows through the rain. 
And all this because of our faith, our faith, our own faith in the love of God for us. A faith honed in our congregational life of worship, a faith honed through our own experiences of life, a faith that can say with that, the words of that song, I once was blind, but now I see. A faith that allows us to go and live our lives as though we know that we are held within the power of perfect love. That's what we call the love of God. So what is faith? What is faith for us as Christian disciples? Could it be a confidence? A confidence in the perfect love of God being active in our world because of our belief that we, with all our faults and flaws and hesitations, can still bring that love to life as we live out our everyday, our ordinary, but faith-led lives. Go, said Jesus, your faith has made you well. That same message to us is go. That faith, that belief in the love of God with us will allow us to do amazing things, things that we never thought we might be able to do. Go, says Jesus. Your faith has empowered you and made you well. Amen. We come now to offer our prayers of thanks and our prayers for others. One thing I didn't check with Paul was the version of the Lord's Prayer that you use here. I've discovered that as I go around doing supply in different places, there are now about six different versions of the Lord's Prayer, which is quite amazing, and you keep getting caught out. But please, as we come to it, yes, I will have a form here, but if it's not the same as yours, just, just pray as you usually would uh, as you pray together the Lord's Prayer here in Belhelvi. Let's come to God in prayer. Lord, in a world of difference, in a world of have and have-nots, in a world of those who are in and those who are out, in a world of certainty and uncertainty, we come to offer our thanks for your love within it all. In a world of drama where the changing of the seasons brings a kaleidoscope of colour, where an erupting volcano reminds us of the power of nature, where new discoveries are made with the potential to enhance our lives. Lord, we come with our wonder. In a world of potential, where there are so many discoveries yet to be made, where the skill of scientists explores the possible, where the talent of the artist offers us beauty in word and music and image. Lord, we come with our appreciation. But compassionate, Lord, we come too aware of needs and pains in our world, 
and aware of our part in it all as disciples of Christ, so we come to pray. Where the days are long and lonely, where the news is difficult to hear, where the grief is real, and the challenge to keep going is just too hard. Lord, may your peace be known. Where the hope has been crushed, where the job has been lost, where the arguments have become unbearable and the challenge to forgive is just too hard. Lord, may your hope be heard. Where there is the need to listen to the pain, where there is the longing for the struggle to be over, where there is a determination to carry on, and where there is opportunity to encourage, Lord, may your love be seen. And where hard words have been spoken, where the present is haunted by the past, where difficult days have been put behind and eyes lifted to another day, Lord, may your forgiveness be present. And now in the stillness of this place, we take a few moments to share our private thoughts of thanks and concerns for those who are special to us. Lord, in the stillness, Hear our prayers. Christ who calls us, Christ who enables us, Christ who suffers with us and hopes with us, we offer these prayers in your name. Prayers shared as we say together now, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us away from temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We gather our worship this morning as we sing together hymn 533, Will You Come and Follow Me?
So now go and know that you are held within that love of God and that that might inspire your lives from this day on. And the love of God, the peace of Christ, and the life of the Holy Spirit be with you this day and stay with you always. Amen.